We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Rotowire Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast is back. I'm Alan Sislowski of Rotowire.com. And on this episode, the fantasy football geek, Kevin Allen, joins me to do a single quarterback dynasty startup draft. No super flex, not a two QB draft, single quarterback. Even in this format, are going early. You're having to pay a late first, mid second for an elite tier quarterback. And I'm not against it. We debate that and many other issues, including roster construction. If you'd like to follow along, I put a link to the draft board in the description below. This podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the best place to play best ball in 2023. Geek, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I get on the Rotowire YouTube comments was people liked when you and I squared off in a Superflex draft, so I figure... Let's do it again a month later with a single quarterback. Now, the reason most likely is, is that as we head into this is dynasty draft startup season. So it's one thing to look at ADP. It's another thing to look at two people that have been in a lot of dynasty drafts actually drafting. Now, this is just a mock draft. So understandably, you know, this is. I always say, you, you, let's see what people do when their money's on the line, but this is close enough. I mean, you and I are pretty true to our boards. So, uh, have well, I guess really my first question is, have you done many startup drafts this offseason yet, or are you just now getting into the spirit, and this is a good way to dust the, off the, the cobwebs? I have been working on my rankings. I've been working on really tearing up these players, which is really, really important. And, and it's cool that we're doing a non-superflex because – you know, you could really dive into your, you know, in Superflex, you're always worried about that quarterback. I got to get two of them. Um, in non-Superflex, we can really dive into where we think the running backs and the wide receivers should go. What are they worth? And my big thing is how to differentiate between old guys and young guys. I mean, I know you like the oldies. Well, I only like the older guys in Dynasty drafts because they get discounted more than they should in my judgment. And at the end of the day, you know, it, it's about winning. So if if Cooper Cup is going to be wide receiver like 14, wide receiver 17, I've seen him fall to, then, you know, in, in redraft, he's like wide receiver three or four. That's why I like them. Obviously, I because I look at some of my dynasty rosters, I'm like, man, I don't really have a lot of youth on these teams. But it's just when we get in these drafts, it's just so hard for me to pass on value. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out today. To You're going to be... Yeah, you're going to pick fourth. I'm going to pick, was that, eighth? And one QB, three receivers, two running backs, 
um, you know, normal tight end, no premium scoring there. So let's uh, get off and running here. I'll start the draft and then, you know, we can kind of talk through some of these picks. So uh, we're going to do 16 rounds. Now, do you have this set up so the ADP so that the, the, the bots are, you know, it's the super flex focused? Because yeah. Christian McCaffrey going second seems a little crazy to me. It's But Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson both went one and two. I mean, if you look at some of the, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, that's a little early. Let's see. Is this, let me make sure it's set up. It is not set correctly because there's no way Christian McCaffrey needs to be coming off. We're going to have to reset that. Yeah, hang on one second here. So let me go into the settings. Let's see. Go into the draft settings. And it is set for Dynasty PPR. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just let's just All roll right. with it. Yeah. There, there it is. So, you know, right off the bat, just for me, Christian McCaffrey is not in my in my top tier of dynasty running back. Yeah, I mean, let's not we're not gonna critique with the box. Yeah, no, I, just to just to clarify though where we're going with it, but my number one running back on the board, I'm going, I'm I'm going with the rookie. I'm going yeah. with the rookie Bijan. Yeah. So Bijan is a very interesting case because, you know, in, in a lot of credible rankings, he's going to be the RB1. And, you know, I have Ken Walker as my RB1. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's at the top. But just what are you going to do if you're doing a startup, a dynasty startup draft? I think this is a good stopping point to talk about it is if Bijan goes to a place that you don't love now. The counter answer is obviously I'm going to love anywhere he goes. But what if he goes to Houston at pick 12? Do you, there's a lot of there's a lot of good draft pundits out there saying that Bichon's not going to make it past the Texans. Now, if you're talking about a backfield that has Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary there, would you still mark him as the RB one? Yeah, don't care about um, other players. Uh, I found in Dynasty, especially coming out of the draft, that if you allow, I mean, running backs a little bit more importantly, but a first round highly drafted running back is going to get run there's no point in drafting Bijan number 12 or 15 overall if you're not going to play him now the whole idea with running backs is work them work them when they're young um so yeah i'm taking him almost no matter what i mean i think the worst case scenario would be like the patriots or something like that but um assuming that that didn't happen yeah the best um, spot would be atlanta right would be for him great i mean i don't know the best i you know i'd say buffalo's good like there's a lot of decent no places. not not yeah, buffalo, buffalo be atlanta be. because think about this what our coach arthur smith what does he what did he do in tennessee he just made the whole running game the focus of the of the offense they haven't done anything in free agency they have a fifth round running back in tyler algier i mean you know they're just gonna run 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 in atlanta especially with desmond ritter so i think that would be the best yeah, spot and listen i think it's great also i think arthur smith probably fired after the season like we don't know what happens. I just <laughs> want a talented running back. And and interestingly, again, my number two running back still on the board. So, you know, the way that you want to build your team is with with non super flexing weight on those quarterbacks. You've got to really weigh. Hey, what what running backs are available? What what now? Which ones are going to be available later versus what wide receiver group? Like wide receiver falls off kind of quick at the talent zone. So. Um, that's the balance you want to do, but I do like to get that young running back to build around. Yeah. So by the way, this is cockamamie that DeAndre. So I guess you know what in Dynasty, I guess DeAndre. No, isn't, it's cockamamie. You the right the the, the wording is right. This 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 is cockamamie. Swift is well, a cockamamie pick. The, the ti- I guess the uh, the title of of the of the of the YouTube that was insane. 
and a little reachy. So I'm, whoever I'm, reached I'm, for Swift there, yeah. I'm horrified by the sleeper bots um, selections here. I don't know what to tell you. It's just all right. Well, we'll keep we'll keep not moving acceptable. on. Though. All right. So Cooper I'm Cup in round one. Here. I'm up on the clock here. I took Ken Walker in you know in a with my first pick. Uh, immediately, uh, I'm I'm thinking. Amon Ross St. Brown. I almost took him in the first round. He would be my wide receiver three or four in dynasty. It's close with him and CD and Waddle, but you know, Amon Ra right there. So you're up in the second round. You took, uh, I'm going to tell you right now that this was a decision between Brees, uh, between Bijan Robinson and this guy, Brees Hall for pick number four. So there he is in the second round. And I've got the two best running backs in dynasty just about on the starting two picks. So YOLO, uh, what are you going to say? Yeah. Um, you know right. what I noticed? You know what I noticed though? And this is actually true of dynasty startups. You see, uh, you see quarterbacks going early. Josh Allen, went at pick 11 uh, on the turn, you had uh, Pat Mahomes go on the one, two turn. You have uh, Burrow and, and Hertz go all in the second round. I think in single quarterback leagues, you're going to see that in dynasty startups just because you need that position solved. Those guys plus a couple more, maybe, um, you know, and I don't know what you're going to do with this third pick here. It just solves a problem for the foreseeable future. All right. So I'm just going to let me get into that for a second. I've been doing fantasy football season long, long enough to know that the quarterback position runs in cycles. And whenever the cycle hits that point where you start feeling like you need to take those elite uh, quarterbacks in the first couple rounds, whenever that happens, what the pendulum will swing the other way violently. <laughs> so I am just sticking with what I always do, which is saying, all right, you do that. And, and I don't think it makes a difference um, in super uh, in dynasty super flex, obviously is different, but in dynasty versus even season long, like don't, if you're going to be that guy taking Mahomes in round one or, Josh Allen around two, you're going to be at a disadvantage. At some point, we're going to get back to the point where 12 quarterbacks are, are, are fine. Yeah. Like numbers nine, 10, 11, and 12 start scoring. I'm so not sure I'm at, this year though. I'm at a decision point where I want to take another uh, wide receiver here geek. So I'm really thinking between two guys. I'm thinking between um, T Higgins and Chris Olave. Now T Higgins, this could be his last year on the Bengals unless they extend him. Chris Olave is going to be with Derek Carr for at least the next two seasons. I'm curious. I have in my mind who I'm going to take. Who do you who do you think it should be? Yeah, this one this one's pretty close for me. I'm going to go with Olave here. Yeah, that's exactly um, what I'm doing. Uh, but just it, it's good to we just we just picked a bunch of wide receivers. So I want to kind of point out that we are in a really really good tier of what I'd call build your team around them. Still young elite wide receivers that that we're, we've been able to get like Olave super young looks like he has a ton of upside Garrett Wilson I didn't talk about that pick but come on all right come on is is Garrett Wilson a top five wide receiver long term oh he, in dynasty he's going top five I yeah. mean and yeah so I mean that's what I'm saying like come on oh you, you agree want... with it you oh agree? yeah like I took Garrett Wilson. I love this guy right so these are like the new kids and and Olave looks to have that same sort of uh, cachet going for him. So there's a few more of these guys left. Not many. There's probably three more wide receivers. I say you could build your team around this guy. Still right, hanging yeah. around. And now I'll tell you who. 
So, you know, I know you and I are both eyeballing Devontae Smith at this point. I don't know if that would be a little bit of a reach. I know that you're going to take him if I don't. So here's my decision point. So if you're at if right now, I'm picking from pick eight and we're in the fourth round. So Smith is the number one guy on my board. You and I have pointed out that Smith and AJ Brown, the stats don't look that different uh, from last year. And we can't imagine why they would be that different from fantasy points perspective in 2023, 24 and 25. But right now, I think I'm going to pivot to tight end, understanding that I'm going to like the receivers more than I'm going to like the tight ends on the next spin around. So even though he hasn't done it yet to what we thought, Kyle Pitts in the fourth round in a dynasty league seems like the right pick here. Um, I guess just quickly, do you agree with my play the ADP? I, will not, I knew, is Smith worth giving up for Pitts in that spot that I was in? No, no, okay. no. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I just I would take the the wide receiver there. Um, you got to build around this youth. You got to build. Uh, Devontae Smith, is, by the way, Al Pitts is pretty young, man. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't proven that he's he's very good. We'll see. I listen. I like Kyle Pitts. He's fine. And and right after him went Hawkinson, who's great also. And there's five or six more tight ends that I'm totally cool with. But you know what? I'm not cool with passing up on Devonte Smith, who I believe is the same upside and the same scoring potential as uh, A.J. Brown, but four rounds later. Like, if you look at the current season, um, full season receptions and and yardage props for A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown have the same props, meaning most people are misinterpreting A.J. Brown as like the one with Smith as the two. I haven't seen that. I don't believe it. The n- None of it stands out for me. So I'm in another interesting spot here. And again, so just real, real quick there, you see team three, the bot taking two young quarterbacks. I, now you say, wait a second, this is a single quarterback league, but I have seen this happen in actual one QB dynasty startups. The philosophy is that quarterback in one, in one QB is, is pushed down the board. But when the draft is over, there's a, a tier of six that will get, uh, that will net you a position player better than the ones that are on the board. Um, again, I know what you're saying. Coming from this the is back- a horrible approach. Don't oh, yeah, on. but that is the like. For example, Javante Williams went a round and a half earlier than Trevor Lawrence. But in dynasty leagues, I'm I'm looking at the FFPC stuff, and I see Trevor Lawrence getting traded for more value than Javante Williams, given Williams might not be himself or play at all for the first couple months of this season. So. Agree, disagree. It is something that is happening. So I want people in the chat right now, sound off. Uh, where are you going to start drafting quarterbacks in a single quarterback dynasty startup? Uh, start with the elite guys. Are you willing to take Josh Mahomes, Pat, uh, sorry, Josh, Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow in the first two rounds? Is that a good idea, bad idea? Let us know in the chat. All right, Geek, you're up. So far, you've drafted two running backs. You took Bijan at fourth overall. Brees Hall fell to you in the second round, probably due to his injury concerns heading into the season. Garrett Wilson, Devontae Smith, lightning. Uh, I mean, amazing picks right there in a dynasty startup. So you're up on the on the fifth round. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm keeping it youthful here. Um, and I'm keeping it wide receiver. And I really think that if you build your your long-term dynasty, I mean, this team is ridiculous and it's getting better and better. It's, it's like absurd what I'm going to do to this league. But if you have... The nice thing about youthful wide receivers that are fairly locked into being good is they last for a really long time. So these other areas like your tight end spot, your your even your quarterback, 
these other things can be figured out. And and I am a very firm believer at the most of the running back position being something you could figure out even at the beginning of a season. Like, like you said, you look at the guy who's got um, James Conner, right? And his team's not very good. And he wants to rebuild this year and just get a say, you get, you get him for a second. You know, the, 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 um, the Joneses, so the, the Aaron Joneses of the world, you can get him for a second, just about right now. You don't have to pay much for older. You might even be able to get Derrick Henry for kind of like a, um, you know, a, a prospect or something that's not that, that painful to give up. If your team is built to win, you've got all these awesome wide receivers and, and other positions. You need that. You need that one running back to take you over the edge. So I feel like you could fill that out, but try getting a young elite wide receiver from someone in a trade. Good luck with that. Shout out to our people in the chat, to our guy, John Laub, who joined us and our guy, Kevin, uh, Kevin B, man, you know who you are. We play in a million leagues with him. And our guy, John Lab, who's also a, a special guest, uh, a regular guest on the um, on the Rotowire podcast. All right, we're doing a one QB draft here. Geek, um, on the Sonic Truth podcast that I do with the player profiler guys, we had a big discussion on Rashad White. Uh, we believe at this point he deserves top 12 running back consideration in Dynasty. So I am thinking about him right there. I'm wondering if I play the waiting game, if I can get him in the next round because there are some wide receivers, but the wide receiver tier that's coming up here that consists of guys uh, like Pittman and DJ Moore and Jamison Williams, I'm almost okay with whatever falls to me there. So I'm going to play the ADP game again and take Rashad White, uh, who the coach has endorsed as a three-down back at this point. And, I mean, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, if it's Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, or they upgrade to say to like Lamar Jackson. I think at this point, uh, we're looking at a young running back still, even though he's older for a second-year player that you can count on for three years. So are you on board with Rashad White as a top 12, top 14-ish dynasty running back? Uh, and do you agree with uh, playing the ADP there? Because actually, I just lost Jamison Williams, uh, which was the guy I was targeting in the next round. Almost could have gotten him. Um, you know, I would have been – I yes, I am on board. I like White. What What's not to like about Rashad White, by the way? He has size, which I love. He can catch the ball meaning he's going to be on the field for three downs. The only thing we really haven't seen. Oh, Charbonnet went and I wanted him. Yeah. Um, the only, the only thing we haven't seen out of Zach, uh, out of, out of Rashad white is like NFL level durability, but we haven't seen that out of any rookie. We never know, but uh, yeah, I like, I like white there. I think the choice for me there was white or JK Dobbins, JK Dobbins sort of fallen off the radar just a smidge right now, but what's not to like about JK Dobbins also he's, Going to have the backfield should finally get a chance to sort of lead it. Unfortunately, it doesn't really catch many passes. So that style of running back isn't the best. And what if Lamar's not on the team, man? What if it's might be better, know, might be yeah. better. No, That's Lamar could be better for him. Yeah, good point. I'm not, if, I'm not against that. If, so, if where do you think is the most likely place Lamar gets traded? If he, if they do a sign and trade. Oh, <sighs> Tampa. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I brought that up on the Sonic Truth, and yeah. they, they didn't really like that idea. Uh, I thought maybe Tennessee also with like a three-way trade with Trey Lance. You know what I'm saying? Um, there have been rumors already about like, yeah, Trey Lance going to, I think, Tampa, uh, Tennessee as well. Yeah, but so, the three-way trade would be that Lamar goes to um, 
Lamar goes to San Francisco. That's what it is. Uh, that Trey Lance goes to Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill goes to Baltimore. And obviously some other trade equity to balance it out, but that would be the quarterback carousel. Um, you know, it's getting a little cockamamie as we get into it. But Geek, you're on the clock. I love that you went your two running backs. You got your your three wide receivers with Christian Watson as your as your WR3. So what are you going to do here? Are you going to continue to ignore quarterback the onesie positions, a quarterback and tight end, or are you going to dip in? So I'm now I'm I'm looking at the quarterback position and unfortunately what happens here in a 12 team league is there's no one good left right uh, team three hogged up uh, multiple quarterbacks but do you see the strategy now right like you could that guy yeah. can trade Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence for I mean for any of the the players uh, that just went off obviously plus maybe a little bit more like you know it, it, let's just say the guy who has Jamison Williams right needs a he would give up Jamison Williams plus to even in a single quarterback to get Justin Fields so you see why that strategy is viable even that's why we do these exercises because in the past we would have said this is insane but when there's a there's a have and a have not to QB. It is a viable dynasty strategy. Uh, does, not without risk, but it is viable. This it's year. extremely dangerous. But, extremely it, but it does dangerous. have upside. You'd miss. Yes. Okay. But relying. So I've done that before and I will tell you and eventually pick, get that by the way, pick so we can keep this. Moving. Yeah, let's keep going. But uh, relying on a trade and pick is again, not a good idea in your startup. Like yeah. you, I get it, but it, it tends to be a mistake. Like you don't want to go in being like, oh, I'll find somebody in the league to try. No. Yeah, but when because it's impossible to make trade in Dynasty, it's a little easier to make trades than like a typical redraft. Uh, but by the way, you picked Dallas Goddard. I like that pick. Uh, a bunch of the young wide receivers and Keenan Allen go off the board at that point. Traylon Burks, uh, George Pickens, and now we're into the seventh round where Marquise Brown uh, and and Brandon Ayuk go. Brandon Ayuk geek is rumored to be on, uh, could be end up in Kansas City. Really? Yeah. So if like, for example, Kansas city, uh, uh, the 49ers need a first round pick. They don't have one. And this is the one, uh, this is part of that Trey Lance deal. And the chiefs have basically the, the 31st pick, which is the last pick this year, since the dolphins don't have a first round pick. And I mean, they basically would make a profit. Ayuk's going to need to be paid soon. It makes sense for the chiefs. Do you, I mean, good deal for both sides, right? I mean, uh, they, yeah, it would be great. I don't know why the 49ers would be looking to get rid of a Brandon Ayuk. It's not get rid of. It's just that they're going to have to pay him, and they don't have a first-round pick. They have Debo Samuel. They have George Kittle. Um, you know, they they have they have pass catchers that they feel co- comfortable, with, comfortable with. Danny Gray last year, who didn't get any run, was a third-round pick. They must be liking what they see from him. Uh, they have Christian McCaffrey, who is used in the passing game. That if you want, to, if you need to address some other needs with a first round pick, I mean, it's going to cost you something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I would hold on to him because I think Debo Samuel has proven um, to be a little bit injury prone, and and it's it's concerning to go into a season where you'd be relying on a Debo if you're the 49ers to make it through. Like he hasn't made it through a season really, um, or there is extreme risk of him getting hurt. So I, if I'm, they better have somebody else if they move him, but I, I'm fine with Ayuk. I think, again, I think it, Debo gets hurt. Ayuk oh. becomes the number one again. So uh, Zach Charbonnet went, where did Jameer Gibbs go? Because he, I was he went just, early. 
Yeah, I was looking for him in the queue, and he uh, he was picked up. Let's say, oh yeah, Gibbs won at four point three. Now between Gibbs, who's the Alabama product that is has the pass catching chops, the pass catching upside, and Zach Charbonnet, uh, I was looking. Did you see what the DraftKings odds are for uh, for Gibbs to go the second running back? Everyone knows Bijan's going to be the first running back. Take a guess. What do you think the 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 odds are? The without looking, Gibbs plus, is minus. Plus, no, it's my, for it's Gibbs minus? to go second. For him yes. to go second? Yeah, is minus. So it's a fake. It's minus? Yeah. Uh, minus 105? Like, it should be just barely. Minus 2,000. What? Yep. I don't I don't get this. No, I, I, I don't get it either. Because I and Charbonnet's plus 550. It's, I wish it was plus 850, but I, I'm going to sprinkle a little on Charbonnet to be the second running back off the board. Dude, uh, you know, let's address this trade here real quick. But, dude, no one's, given, no one's giving you Rashad White. You can put that in the – I can't move that into the chat. But for Jay Todd. No one's giving you Rashad White. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. There's other people that have no context. Let, let's. Um, yeah, how do you it, move that into the chat? Yeah, but, but hold on a second. But is, okay, the, the the comment that you wanted to address is no luck acquiring Rashad White in uh, yet in Dynasty. Tried pure straight up in two leagues. Yeah, I mean it's it, it, more or less Rashad White. He is gettable. I still think at this point, it's just you're going to have to pay the premium. Like if you pay, if you want to give up pick 105, you'll get him. You know, I mean. That, or 108. I mean, you got to give no, up something that hurts a little bit. You have to, to pay that. You're gonna have to pay the freight. It, we all know the geek. What's the, one of the biggest things that we say that the reason that you sometimes you have to take the running backs over the receivers in these startup drafts. Yes, it's nice to draft T. Higgins and and Chris Olave, but sometimes you have to take the running backs because they just become so expensive once the draft is over because everyone needs running backs and you can fill in your roster spots in the startup draft with older wide receivers. Keenan Allen's going to fall to the ground. Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, you'll be able to fill those slots in like round eight, nine, and 10. Running backs, once you get into round eight, nine, you're like, okay, I guess I could see the case for Kenny Gainwell. So that's why you pay up. Wide receiver points, Geek, are always cheaper in dynasty drafts. Absolutely. Um, All right, I'm up here. I'm going to take Jahan. I'm taking Jahan Dotson, by the way. I think he's take him. Yeah, he's the wide receiver one, I believe, over Terry McLaurin in 2023. When he was healthy, he just outproduced him. And now, you know, he's he was a he had better draft pedigree. No, he wasn't paid yet, but he's going to be. So I'm going to address my previous pick just real quick. Amari Cooper. Um, Everybody hates on Amari Cooper, but all this guy does is produce. And he's not that old. I think he's about 28 years old at this point. Um, he's got a couple elite years uh, ahead of him with Deshaun Watson. So why not? I mean, I, I've got my youthful sort of three young wide receivers. I've got, don't, don't make your pick though. I want, I want to tease because you know, if you, uh, what position are you thinking about going with here though? Is I've this going to go to the quarterback position? All right, but don't, point. don't make the pick yet because we're going to take a quick break just for the audio audience. Stick with us. Cause when we come back, geeks going to, Shock the world and reach for a quarterback at this point. We'll be right back. Right now, you can draft an underdog's big board tournament with a million dollars in total prizes and 200K given to first. Think you know about the incoming rookies that will burst onto the scene in 23? If so, now's your chance to draft them at a value. All you have to do is join the Superflex big board draft, draft your fantasy team. That's it. Best ball, there's no waivers, no trades, and get the best scores in your starting lineup each week. And whoever has the highest score at the end of the season will win. Just head to underdogfantasy.com at the App Store or Google Play Store, sign up 
up with promo code RWNFL. That's RWNFL. And not only will you get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks, but you'll also get six months free of Rotowire Premium with your deposit, with everything Rotowire has to offer for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code RWNFL. This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. I'm Alan Soslowski of rotowire.com along with the fantasy football geek. You follow him as I do at F football geek of the sharp app. And we are doing a one quarterback dynasty startup draft. And amazingly so geek that the premium quarterbacks still get drafted early on. And I'm, I'm here for it. I understand why I know their skepticism is wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback. But when you can solve a problem for the next three to five seasons at an elite level with a Joe Burrow, Jalen hurts. Once he gets paid, uh, there's something to that. So you're on the clock right now. We're in round uh, eight, and you are now going to address the quarterback position. Who are you going with here? So this will be a controversial pick. You're correct. And I don't care because I think I know more than others. 
So I'm just going to – I'm going with that. And I'm taking Daniel Jones here. Daniel Jones is ranked significant. Like, we're in the zone of weirdness at quarterback. Let's yeah, be real. Just make it. your other pick while you're talking I mean, through I'm, Daniel Jones. I'm actually going to double this down here, and I'm going to pick up uh, Deshaun. But Ooh. So uh, let me let me give you a feel for that one-two punch. First of all, in Deshaun Watson, we've got this player that we've seen in the past was an elite fantasy scoring quarterback but obviously with the browns the browns seem like seems like maybe it's the place where fantasy production for co- the quarterback position goes to die i'm not sure he did not look that great last year i don't feel comfortable at all going into a season with deshaun like as my starter i'm fine with daniel jones though because he broke out at the end of last year in a way that i think was transformational particularly via his running prowess right so I feel like I'm getting like a discount version of Justin Fields a few rounds later. It's not quite Justin Fields level, obviously, but he does run the football. He could throw a little bit and under uh Dayball, he has transformed. So I think and he got the contract. People forgetting that this guy got a contract. Like why, why no one's forgetting so- about it. They just don't see him as an elite guy, but he's insulated. He's going yeah. around QB 12. I like that there. And especially put up elite now- numbers. Yep, and it's well mostly with with the running. He hasn't had a three touchdown game in a while, or not many of them. But I'm with you there for fantasy football. I think that's a good spot. When I came back around, geek, and you could pick while I'm talking through my uh, uh, ninth and ninth and tenth round pick is now I went quarterback. And here's the difference, I think, and here's the takeaway. So listen up, put your ear close to the radio right now. That in a super flex league. You absolutely want two elite quarterbacks if you can get them, and certainly you want that second quarterback to have a floor. I am for taking a Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, even Kenny Pickett in a two-quarterback league where you want that second quarterback to have a floor. In a single-quarterback league where it's going to be easier to acquire guys, not easier to acquire elite guys, but I want to take upside shots late. So I went with two risky guys here in the ninth and 10th round for my first two quarterbacks, and that's Trey Lance and Anthony Richardson. Geek, would you agree that both of those guys have QB1 overall in their range of outcomes over the next three or four seasons? I mean, hell yeah. I love those picks. Listen, we don't know what's happening. Well, okay. I just just wanted to make sure that I'm on the same page here. And now both of them can be out of the league by next year or the year after, right? I mean, Anthony Richardson's going to get a little more of an opportunity, but... Later on, I'm going to pad that. I'm going to get Derek Carr. I'm going to I'm going to take, you know, a Desmond Ritter um, in the in the rookie draft. Unless you have a top three or four pick in Superflex, you're never getting good QBs in a rookie draft. If I'm, you know, pick eight and I want to reach for a quarterback in a single quarterback rookie draft, I'll get my quarterback of the future. So quarterbacks coming next year, the year after. Fine. I may not get Caleb Williams, but. If even I'll be able to get a quarterback, so I don't mind swinging for the fence in single quarterback, understanding that the floor can completely fall out. All right, Keith, you um in your next couple picks here, you took Evan Ingram, who who did a nice job last year uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That seemed like a pretty easy pick. Why double up on tight end though? You know, at some point, you these guys get hurt quite a bit. So if I'm really thinking long term health of the team. Um, Evan Ingram had like a spectacular year last year, right? Can he do it again? I don't know. But him coming in as uh, the TE2, uh, tight ends do get hurt quite a bit. So I like having I like having two of them. Um, and there aren't really, really good. I mean, they, they, there's, it, there's also a value proposition here where he's a pretty good player and not too many really good players are left on the board. So you start to just grab who has some upside and who can help you here down the road. 
Um, you know, it is a weird inflection point in a draft now where you start to where you start to get beyond elite players and we're just kind of filling in and these yeoman like, you know, producers for your team. There's still some upside spots. I think I'm gonna grab an upside spot here in a Kadarius Tony and see if this oh, yeah. guy can turn things around a little bit. He looked okay to the end of the year last year. We know he has the talent. Maybe he gets you there. Yep. Maybe he turns it around next year. They don't have anybody. All right. I'm we're in the, what round are we in here? Geek. So I'm going to start definitely uh, going a little rookie crazy in the 12th round. Uh, sorry. The, yeah, the 12th round here, I'm going to take some upside shots at running back Roshan Johnson, the rookie running back out of the University of Texas, everyone knows was Bijan's backup. Uh, he he could end up with third or fourth round draft capital. Has the skill set to be a three down back. Uh, Mario Puig over at Rotowire does not like Roshan. He thinks that he's more of an NFL backup. But you know, this um, uh, I'm willing to take a shot what, there. What's your in in startup drafts? What's your philosophy about these? running backs that go in the third, fourth, fifth round. Are you just taking them blindly in the, you know, in the second halfway through the second round? You just start like, I don't care running back. He's 220 pounds. Click the button. Yeah. I think that what we've seen is that if once you get into the, that's a great question about day three running backs round three, four, five, I, I think the upside outcome is Damian Pierce. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's Tyler Algier. And the upside is, is apparent. They're, uh, seasonal starters or at least give you pockets of six seven weeks to fill in a gap the downside is obviously that they could get usurped or drafted over the following year so where i'm taking those guys i mean damian pierce and james cook well james cook was a second round running back you're going to take those guys at, at the end of the first round of a single quarterback league for sure but really the opportunity cost there geek is a first round draft pedigreed NFL wide receiver, right? I mean, you're either last year, it was choosing between Jahan Dotson and Damian Pierce, knowing what you know now. And I had a disagreement with, uh, with Podfather about this on the Sonic truth. I, I didn't hear it. So let's, let's, let's see if we agree. Okay. I think that the correct pick is Jahan Dotson. The, and he said, it's not even close. It's Damian Pierce. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it, the better pick would be, Damian Pierce, we don't even know if he'll start for his team this year. Well, he's going to start, but not Maybe. if they get Bijan Robinson. That's what I'm right? saying. We don't know. Um, how many times have you gotten excited about an Elijah Mitchell just to get Christian McCaffrey all up in your face? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And that's another example of it working out, right? Elijah Mitchell. And it's not even an every week starter. So obviously the first round draft pedigree of Bijan Robinson, that's an easy, you know, easy call or even Jameer Gibbs if he goes in the one, two fringe. But it's going to get interesting with, like you said, with these guys that go a little bit later. Day three wide receivers, I tend not to draft at all in the rookie drafts because they just never seem to work out at all. Uh, but I mean, I, I'd start taking some tight ends over those guys in round late round two, early round three. But yeah, Khalil Herbert, who was drafted in late rounds of the real NFL draft, th those seem to work out, uh, especially if you need running backs in pockets because the fantasy football season, you don't need a guy to be like, okay, this guy's great for the rest of the season. How many times do you get those questions at the DFS Army? What's the, uh, the outlook for Elijah Mitchell for the rest of the season? I don't know. I only know oh, what it's like for the next two weeks. That's all I know. You need those kind of players, though. You, your, your running backs are going to get hurt. And, you know, to have these have these Khalil Herbert types that step in for three weeks and, and put up numbers for you. Yeah. That's what you have to do to build a team. And so there's nothing wrong with grabbing uh, players like that. 
It's just um, you know, yeah, be pick aware. while you're talking. Pick while you're talking. Yeah, I'm 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 I got I'm, I'm looking at I'm, I'm right. picking here. while you're I'll talk through while you pick Dan again. So I'm interested to also like in, in a lot of these dynasty startups, I know a lot of us do super flex leagues. I, I think that one QB we the one of the biggest comments we always get is do some one QB drafts, and they are interesting. I, I mean, you know, I, I like doing both. I'm gonna be in both, I'm gonna do some FFPC stuff this year. Uh I've been mostly in the sleeper massive format. So it'll be interesting to see where the quarterbacks go. Cause that is the real different. I'm on the clock right now, geek. I think here now we're just taking some upside shots and you see, by the way, in the last round, I took Russell Wilson and now a three quarterback build in a dynasty league is not, it's not it's like an FFPC format where you only keep 16 guys and then you build your bench of like 14, whatever it is, is not optimal. But in these leagues that we play in on sleeper, or if you play on an MFL and there's 30 uh, ben, you know, 30 spots total, 20 Ben spots. I think three quarterbacks is okay to hoard, especially if you took some upside shots right here. I want to point uh, out though, going back to something before about how, you know, that person, and, and again, this was a bot, but the person who double double taps quarterback early, you know, they're going to be scrambling to sell that second one because they're at a massive disadvantage. If we yeah. just look at that team missing an elite player and having that second quarterback, and then you might be able to flip it for somebody who went before that quarterback went, but maybe not. And it's, it's just, I don't like that way of building a team at all. It, it right. It's too reliant on your ability to trade a player and you're kind of desperate to trade them away. It's not a good scene. With we're, Now that we're into the deeper rounds here, Israel Abakanda, uh, the good-looking rookie who's been the fastest riser during the pre-draft process. I mean, Israel Abakanda, he was... I mean, he was probably like RB 10 or 12 or later in a lot of drafts, but in a lot of rankings. But after his pro day geek, when he blazed and just had all the good looking workout metrics, he's now, is he firmly like the RB4, RB5? I mean, you have to say that he is probably the guy that we weren't even thinking about as a first round rookie pick in the, in, in, in dynasty. Um, in, sorry, rookie, in rookie drafts that now he's probably like the 106, 107. I mean, a guy like that. It seems like he'd be a fit on any team. You've been very deep into the rookie stuff. And I think the original, and, and you tell me, I'm, I'm really curious about this. The original sort of uh, conventional wisdom was going to be, you know, Jameer Gibbs, maybe Charbonnet and, and Bijan. And then, Oops, and, then, and, then some, uh, and then some wide receiver talent kind of that is like not the best wide receiver talent second half of the first round. Do you think that the way that the dynasty after this, actual draft maybe plays out that the real way that it goes down is a lot of these running backs that we thought were going to be around in that second round, like those picks are going to move up to the first because the wide receivers are not looking as sexy as originally um, thought. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny that this happens every year that um, trade all your 22s for 23 draft picks. And now we look back, there was no bus in 22. There's literally no wide receiver that bu- I'm trying to think, was there a wide receiver that we drafted in the top Two rounds, round the top 16 picks. Yes, there were, bu- I mean, who, who busted? Not a bust, but like, who? are we excited about Sky Moore right now? Yes. Excited? I think that you could, right. I mean, he would be the biggest example of a bust, right? And it's that, but everything's uh, broken in his favor, right? They, uh, I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scanling is a flame out. They, Juju Smith-Schuster left. I mean, it's him and Kadarius Tony. The coaches in Kansas City have said, we're just looking, you know, these two guys are going to be part of the offense. There's been no trade yet. So 
at least it's not a bust. There's there's reason for optimism, and his and his costs right now is reflective of that. Even the next guy down, who maybe disappointed relative to expectation last year, was Traylon Burks, and I'm pumped about Traylon Burks. So really, is that to answer your original question? Is you know every year we say, oh, this is going to be the greatest draft, and then. You know, it was looked at mediocre right last season, and yeah, it's worked out really well. So and- I'm top. There's a couple guys at the top. You know, you obviously you talk about Quentin Johnson. Uh, I know Jackson Smith and Jigba is is uh, like the consensus one. I don't have him at one. I'm I'm warming up a little bit more to Quentin Johnson as my number one guy, but I, I won't need to do that. I can always move back. And then Jordan Addison. I mean, it, you know, in the chat right now. Put your who's your going to be your wide receiver one and why. So I'm just curious, and I bet you're going to see a lot of JSNs in there. Um, so yeah, I mean it. It kind of it, it flattens out pretty good after that. So these running backs, day three running backs, what? might get pushed up ahead of some of these, not the first round guys, but certainly the second round wide receivers and drafts. Right, I I'm feel on. like there's way too many five foot nine, hundred and seventy pound wide you're receivers right. coming out of this draft, and I don't know what's happening. What is going on out there, Stislowski? Why are all the top wide receivers the same size as me? What is happening? Well, the, like, the game is changing. You know, I mean, the, the rules have changed where you can't grab and clutch as much anymore. There's more of an emphasis on route running than there is on, you know, jamming someone at the line. And frankly, you're getting a lot of guys like uh, Jahan Dotson, who was a supercharged Tyler Lockett. These guys that have sick ups. I mean, you know, Jahan Dotson last year was a five foot ten ish, uh, you know, hundred and. 90 pounds. I know you're talking about guys that are a little small. Now. He might, I'll, I'll take that. Right. Like, he might even be smaller than that, but he, he can out vertical some of these guys. So the game is changing. Offenses are changing the cop. What remember they used to say, like, will this college player's game translate into the NFL? But as you're seeing more and more college coaches go to the NFL, the two style of offenses are becoming uh, are emerging. So I'm going to warn everybody who's watching this, who made Here, it to the end. Here's, here's Laub. He says JSN number one oh, prospect. Yeah. Uh, it looks like our guy, Kevin Bockledge, he said the same thing. You know, when these guys talk, I, I'm going to listen. These are, these are two really good. I'm going to put guys. a warning out there for the watchers. Okay. Maybe we've entered a world where five foot ten quarterbacks like um, you know like Bryce Young start working out in the league, and maybe we've entered a new dimension where five foot nine hundred and sixty five pound wide receivers are great. But you know what's more likely? That it doesn't work out, and that what what's been traditional in the NFL continues. These undersized guys are going to disappoint you. And I my my feeling is. Proceed with extreme caution. Devontae Smith did not change the mold. He broke a mold in the sense that he was just generally better than everybody else that's come out. But like well, he that was also is an exception. Remember, he it's I not mean, the new rule. He he was the Heisman Trophy winner, right? I mean, how often do you see a wide receiver that's a Heisman Trophy winner? So it, yes, he was a little. He he wasn't the prototypical size, and that was a pro, that was a, a highly debated topic uh, during draft season. But at the same time. It's like the guy was considered the best guy in college. This is what I'm saying. I think that people are conflating his success with, oh, now it's fine to have. Just remember Paul Richardson. Do I need to go through the laundry list uh, list of of Rondell Moore's and and Paul Richardson's and all these these undersized wide receivers? You don't want them. You do not want to take those guys in the first round of your dynasty draft. I was nervous about Devontae Smith. I'll take the L on that one for passing up on him. And now I'm making up for it. I'm trading for him wherever I can. Take your be, last uh, couple picks here, and then we'll debate. Careful. This. I'm taking Oops, whatever rookie is ranked next on this list blindly. Go ahead. So, 
take them, and then we'll uh, what we'll do is we'll we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about a couple best picks, best picks. All right. So as we finished up the draft, and I'll put the draft board in the video description uh, below. Talk to me about just basic dynasty strategy, startup strategy. What do you think in 2023 is still the best way to build a dynasty roster in single quarterback? Yeah, you. I I think you need to build around youthful wide receivers that will last on your team for long enough and that are plug and play. Effectively, you don't have to think about, am I starting them this week? If you get three of those, which I did in this draft here, but if you can have three of those, it really allows, it frees you up to just be flexible. So you can't get young elite wide receivers after, I mean, you can't get running young elite running backs either, but at least you can get old ones that do the job for you. So to me, you build around, young elite wide receivers try to get a hero running back and you're you're golden yep geek so when you talk about the the smaller wide receivers you know john lab who's in the our chat and he's again been a he's a great guest on our podcast he said that he too has changed more of his uh his preference to the the speedy guys uh rather than the you know the the quintessential like you know calvin johnson julio jones types uh it's it's very interesting i guess the really bottom line is i know it's simple but it's like can you get open right can you get open? Because uh, what's open in the NFL is obviously different than what's open in college football. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you to get a little bit more into the rookie stuff because I want to come back and do a rookie sleepers podcast. But my dynasty philosophy is going to differ from yours a little bit. Of course, I want young wide receivers. And I'm going to pro- I'm, I'm everyone seems to be doing what the strategy that you said because it's a good strategy. But I'm going to go anchor wide receiver. I'm going to get Amon Ross St. Brown, but I want to load up with these young running backs in the first three or four rounds. So Ken Walker, Travis Etienne. I'm not going to force it. Even Saquon Barkley, who's 26, you know, he still has a two, three year window of what I think is top five running back production. And I understand the risk. But what do we know? about the keys to a championship, the key to a championship. We know a key to a sustained good dynasty team is young wide receivers, but the key to a championship is, is running backs. And then, and I also believe I said it earlier in the podcast that you can get cheap, older wide receiver points. I just traded in a, in a start five wide receivers. So take that into context here. I just traded away Tyler Algier in a, in a league where I was for Keenan Allen. Okay. So, you might say, wait a second here. Is it, look, I was able to get those cheap wide receivers. Keenan Allen, would you say he's a lock for top 15 wide receiver production if he stays healthy? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say, say he's a lock for top good. nine. Um, I, I think that's aggressive, but but um, top 15, he's very consistent. Listen, here's my thing, and this is the risk, and you talk about the risk, I'm going to elevate it. You take Saquon Barkley. When you took him today, he will never, ever have more value than the second that you took him. And that's the problem for me. And if you don't win a championship in the next two years and you take players like that, and you have a lot of players like that, you are now in a disaster zone of an old team that didn't win that needs to rebuild. You never got. So if you do that move, that's why it's so important to go all in in a move like that. If you do that move and it doesn't work, meaning you don't win all the money. Now you've got a, a declining asset that's declining rapidly. You're, it's hard to replace it on your team. You're at a disadvantage. You well, need here, to win when you do it is, is all I've got to say, or else yeah. you're, well, you're buying key. a declining asset. Yeah, and all true geeks. So I'm not, I can't tell you that you're wrong there, but here's the key, because we're talking about startup draft strategy. If you do take Barkley there and you are going for it, and let's just say you're at a point where you realize it ain't going to work out for this season, right? And you, you're like, oh my God, I really didn't insulate my roster. 
Barkley is one of those guys still, Christian McCaffrey too, that has in season. You can recoup your value in season. So let's let's explore that for a second. You have a team that's built to win, right? You're looking at the Barkley owner. He's his team isn't winning this year. The Christian McCaffrey guy, his team's not winning this year. So you, what what is a reasonable price to pay slash receive? For those guys, hey, my team, it's good. It's not good enough to take it down. I've got Christian McCaffrey on the team. What what can I sell him for? What should I get for him or Barkley? And do you have a preference between McCaffrey and Barkley at all? Is that do you yeah? See I think different? McCaffrey would obviously be the I think the I preference think. because his game is is probably going to age better. But what? So okay, you're, I What's like what you're talking about here. I have Barkley. I have McCaffrey. I'm in season. I'm two and seven. Right. It's week nine. I'm two and seven. It just didn't work out. Some of the other pieces, whatever it was, my quarterback got hurt, whatever it is. I, I think you can get, because remember a contender is going to want one of these guys. So I believe you could in season in week nine, heading into the trade deadline, you can get two first round picks because one of those first round picks is going to be pick 10. You know, it's not going to be a premium pick, especially in single quarterback. So you can get the two first. I've done it. I've done it. Last year, I paid two firsts for Barkley on a championship run. I came close. I finished at 11th and lost in the championship, but I needed running back help. So there's going to be people that, and then next year after that, it'll be like, you know, the Najee Harris age group that you have to pay the two firsts for. And then Barkley at age 27 turns into a single first, like Leonard yeah, Fournette that, well, was two years ago. Th- that's that declining asset, right? Like you wait yeah. one more year and now it's one. Um, so Christian McCann, so I think that's a possible trade. And, and again, what are you getting? You're getting a very late first, the last pick in the, effectively a second, right? Well, it's, I mean, Justin Jefferson was, was gotten at that point, you know, I mean, Damian Pierce was, you know, was fine. Able to get drafted at that point. I mean, Traylon, uh, Traylon Burks it dropped a little bit in some drafts. Ken Walker was dropping. I mean, so I'm not saying you want to pick 10th, but that's what you should expect on a return. And if you're not comfortable with that return, then do what you just said, draft but, wide receivers early and don't go for those, those players. I, I just understand what the market is. I understand. I, I'd rather have a, 15, 20% chance of winning the league and understand that the bottom could fall out, then have like a 7% chance to win the league and just know that like, you know, it's going to take some time. So I, I'm always pushing all, it's just a difference in, in it's not, philosophy. I don't know if it's different. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm looking to balance it. Like I didn't, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, I'm looking to balance this. I'm always thinking about it. So, and my dynasty team, and I want you guys who are watching this, always be thinking about this stuff. Like, except if your team is, you ain't got it, right? You ain't got it. Don't wait. You've got to make the moves. You're not always going to find that trade, but I think it's important. And it was helpful to say, hey, it's probably about, you know, a couple of very late firsts is is where your value is um, yeah. in a situation like that. So, you know, when you're taking Christian, obviously this bot took McCaffrey in this draft in a silly That's yeah, fine. No, but I, it's it's going to happen. I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, maybe not McCaffrey in a dynasty startup, but look, it's if someone's in a win now mode, <laughs> It's it totally can happen, geek. So you've been in enough of these dynasty startups at this point that you realize almost anything can happen. All right, everybody. Uh, I want you to go follow uh, Kevin, the fantasy football geek over at F football geek. Everybody knows DFS army uh, go over there follow DFS army, get all of, you know, heading into the football season and obviously all other sports, baseball, uh, they're crushing it. MMA always go get their picks over at the sharp app. Follow the Sharp, Sharp app, which is his proprietary algorithms, uh, tools-based app. You can download that for free, uh, the Sharp app. Here, let me actually let me remove this thing right here. And then follow me, at Alan Soslowski. And also, Rotowire right now is giving away 
Uh, you can unlock the paywall for two days free. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash pod, and you can unlock the paywall. And Geek, we'll have you back in a, in a few weeks, uh, you know, once the draft is completed. And we'll do this again. We'll do this exercise again. Maybe we'll get some of the listeners also to participate in the draft. That would be fun as well. Uh, anything else before uh, I let you go here? No, man. I can't wait till the real draft so we can so we can start to truly evaluate some of these rookies and really dive in to you know best ball and all this good stuff. So looking forward to it. Can't wait as always. Yeah. If you love videos like this, consider hitting the like button, subscribe to the channel, and you know each week we put up new video content. And also, if you have SiriusXM, just search the Dynasty Hour. That's the Dynasty Hour. We put up new episodes of uh, of our Dynasty show on SiriusXM, which is available on demand. All right, everybody, good luck in your Dynasty leagues. Make some good trades. Let us know about them over on social media or in the YouTube comments. Noise, noise, noise.